It presents to me a purpose for why the Lord Jesus Christ came. It presents to me a goal. Hallelujah. As to why he came to deliver my sin sick soul. Hallelujah. From a great hell Hallelujah. This salvation goes out. It says to everyone that believes. The key is to you that believes. Hallelujah. It came to the Jew first because the word of God tells us in St. John, the first chapter in the 11th verse, it says he came unto his own. The nation Israel, he came unto his own, but his own received him not. But to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm saved by the name of Jesus Christ. To everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For this gospel is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. It says, and our context today is going to be coming from 2 Corinthians, the third chapter, or the fourth chapter, I'm sorry, getting at the third verse. In Corinthians, the fourth chapter, beginning at the third verse, it says, But if our God be his, it is his to them that are lost. If this good news about the birth, the life, the teaching, the death, the burial, the resurrection, the ascension, and the soon return of the Lord Jesus Christ is his, it is his to them that are lost. It says, in whom the God of this world, Satan, has blinded the mind of them which believe not. Hallelujah. It's not the eyes that are blind, but the mind that perceives, hallelujah, and gives understanding that is blind. It says, let the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God should shine unto them. It says, if this gospel is his, it's his to them that alone, in whom the God of this world have blinded their minds of them which believe not. And remember, back here in Romans, he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God of the salvation to everyone that believes. Hallelujah. But here it's telling you, the God of this world has blinded the mind of them who don't believe. Hallelujah. It says, let the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, who is the picture of God. When man saw Jesus Christ walk upon the face of the earth, they saw the very God Almighty. Hallelujah. In his fullness. Hallelujah. He is the image of God. That image, that deliverance, should shine on Today we're going to go about an outline, and we're going to take that scripture, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, but it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and it's also to us, the Greeks. That same gospel is going to tell us about who I am. And that's where we need to start. Because unless I have an understanding that I am a sinner and I'm on my way to hell, it doesn't do you 
any good all you can talk to me all day long about you know that yes this and yes that about you and you're so kind and you're so kind. No, but unless I realize the real me, my inner understanding about who I am, Hallelujah Jesus is not gonna do me any good. So we're gonna start with who I am. Then we're going to talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ, actually who Jesus is. We're going to talk about the purpose that Jesus came, his goal for coming. We're going to talk about that deliverance, hallelujah, that only comes through his name, the blood that he shed on Calvary's cross, and that name represents the blood because here in 1996, we do not have the blood of Jesus Christ, but what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ. What can make me whole or complete again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ. But we have his name that represents that blood. So we're going to talk about the salvation or the deliverance that comes through the name of Jesus Christ. We're going to talk about the belief. What does it mean when I talk about I believe? What am I doing about the word of God? Am I wholeheartedly involved in this truth that I believe? Am I wholeheartedly doing what the truth says for me to do? Hallelujah, Jesus. We start to begin with the I or the self for who I am. Okay, and we can begin going back to the book of Genesis, which means the beginning. The word Genesis means the beginning. And we go back there to the book of Genesis, that first chapter, and it says, God said in the 26th chapter, of, or the 26th verse, he said, and God said, let us make man in our own image. And at that time, if we look at Genesis 1 and 2, it says, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water of the deep, and God said, let there be light. Well, at this time, God was a spirit. So he was not talking about a physical image as you see man in today. But he was talking about an intellectual or a moral and a righteous nature. This is how he created man in the beginning. Intellectually, morally, and righteously. It says, so God created man in his own image. Because a lot of times people will see, let us. And they know that that's plural, but what is it talking about? It must be talking about Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. No, it says right here, if you'll read on to the next verse, 27, so God created man in his, hallelujah, own image, in the image of God created he him, hallelujah, male and female created he them. Hallelujah. Only one God did. Hallelujah. When it was talking about referring to us, it's talking about God and his word. Because he said, let there be, and it was, God saw it, and it was good. Hallelujah. He spoke the world into existence, and in due season, that word became flesh. Hallelujah. Because God said to us, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Hallelujah. They were naked, the word said, 
but they were not ashamed because of the fact that, you know, they were there and they still had that same righteous nature that allowed them that same spiritual nature that allowed them to commune with the Lord Jesus Christ. It says, but at this point in time, and we're going over to that second chapter of Genesis, God gave the man and the woman a direct command. He said, of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that you eat of it, he said, you shall surely die. He gave them a direct command. He gave them a law. He gave them a rule. Of every tree of the, of the garden, you can freely eat it. But don't eat of that tree of the knowledge of evil. Of good and evil, it says right there, because when you do it, the consequences of your doing that, you are going to die. You are, he gave them a law. He gave them a consequence. Man don't, does not fear laws. We fear the consequences of breaking the law. I can drive down the street right here when I know what the law says. That on a city street most of the time is no more, especially in a residential area, about 15 miles per hour. I, but if I go down here 60 miles per hour, I fear that the police might be down here at the end of the street. I fear that if a little child runs down in the street and I hit him, I'm going to jail. That's my fear. It's not the law of the written word. I fear what's going to happen to me. How do you the Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm a sinner, and I'm a sinner because my first parents 
of the human race was sin. They did, they disobey God's direct command not to eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. As a result of that, David said in Psalm 51 and verse 5, Behold, I was shaped in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. At the very coming together of the egg and the sperm, I was being shaped in iniquity, which means inherited sin that I acquired from Adam and Eve. He says to us in Psalm 58 and verse 3, The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they be born. See the lies. You don't have to take babies out of mind. They come here with the lie in them. Right. Hallelujah. The wicked descriptions. Oh, we right. see these little babies and we say, oh, they're so sweet yeah, sugar yeah. workers. No, no, no. They're the wicked. Yeah. He says the wicked. Yeah. And the scripture says in Isaiah, there is no peace, says my God, to the wicked. I don't care how much money you get how many houses you get, yeah. or how many trips right, you take. Hallelujah, Jesus. The word says there is no peace. Say my God, to the wicked. Hallelujah, Jesus. You cannot have any peace without the Prince of The word says, for unto us a child was given, and unto us a son is born, said that the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, Shall he return to God as he came? 
has the Lord. Amen. Which is and which was and which is to come. The Almighty. Yes. The 17th verse says, I am, Jesus Christ is saying right here, I am the first and the last. Well, here God up here in Isaiah 44 and 6 says, I am first and I am last. And because me there is no one. Hallelujah. And I just told you right there that Jesus Christ is God. Hallelujah. All day long, Jesus Christ is God. Hallelujah. He says, before me, there was no God for Isaiah 43 and 10. Before me, there was no God for Neither shall there be after Psalm 103 says, Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people, and the sheep of His flesh. Now it says, Know ye that the Lord, He is God. And remember, He said, I am first, and I am last, and beside me there is no God. Before me there was no God born, neither shall there be after me. Over here in Philippians, in the New Testament, it says that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under you. Yeah, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Well, if it says, Jesus Christ is Lord, yeah. and it says, Know ye that the Lord, he is God, then Jesus Christ is God. Hallelujah. And we thank him. Hallelujah. For that revelation. And it says right here in Revelation 1 and 5, All right. and from Jesus Christ, he's identifying himself. Mm-hmm. Right by his name, he says, and from Jesus Christ, All right. who is the faithful witness, yes. and the first begotten of the dead, yes. and the prince of the king of the earth. Yeah. Unto him that loved us yeah. and washed us from our sins in his own blood. We go over to the book of Acts in 2028. It says, Take heed therefore unto yourselves and unto all the cross over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you over to To feed the church of God, to feed the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Hey, hallelujah. It's too good, thanks. Yeah. It says right here. It says, unto him that loves us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. And he told you, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness. He told you right here in Revelation 1 and 5. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness. Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. And over here in Acts 20 and 28, it says, the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Right. Jesus Christ is God. Amen. Hallelujah. And if anybody has a controversy or a question about Second First Timothy three and sixteen says, and without
second. It says the thief cometh not but for the sin and to kill and to destroy. It says Jesus Christ said, but I am God Almighty has come that they might have life and that they might have more but He came to give you eternal life. Spiritual life. That's going to allow you to be judged by a righteous judge. In the state of righteousness. Hallelujah. Clothed in a robe of righteousness. That's why he came. Hallelujah, Jesus. He says that it's called for coming also. That and in First John five and twenty says, and we know that the Son of God is coming. And a lot of people get confused about that thing, son. The word son. But I want to clarify. And you think about what a son is. A son is a male child in relationship to his mother and father. The Scripture says in Isaiah seven and fourteen, the Lord Himself shall give the son. So behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And thou shalt call his name Emmanuel. That's what the word says. Isaiah 7, 14. Okay? And then 9 and 6 says, uh, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful. Now this son, his name is going to be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God. The son's name is going to be called the Mighty God. He's going to be the everlasting father. Hallelujah. No beginning. Have no end. And he's going to be called the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. The son is going to be born to this virgin. That's what he's going to be called. Okay. And if we go over to the, the New Testament, the book of Matthew, we see that when Mary was found with child, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. And as I was reading to our Sunday school class this morning, we were reading in Romans, the 8th chapter, and how it says, like in verse 9, then I, if the Spirit of God dwell in you, now, if any man has not the spirit of Christ, he's not a hater. If the spirit of God dwell in you, now, if any man has not the spirit of Christ, he's not a hater. So it says right there again that Jesus is God. Hallelujah. And he's got to dwell in you. Hallelujah. It's only the When Mary was found with child, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Remember, a son is a male child in relationship. To itself. Yeah. Well, when Mary was found with child, yeah. Jesus Christ had implanted himself yeah. in Mary's body for the purpose of forming flesh to shed blood yeah. on your sins. Because the scripture says that almost all things are by the Lord purged or cleansed with blood. And without the shedding of blood is no remission. There's no removal of sin without the shedding of blood. Hallelujah, Jesus. But the name. The name represents the blood. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. So it says in First John 5 and 20, and we know that the Son of God has come, yeah. meaning that God came in the flesh Amen. and has given us the understanding. That's what he came to do. He came to give mankind an understanding of who he was. And remember back there in um, Corinthians, it goes back and says, um, I'm looking at this boy, but it says, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them who believe not, Let's the light of the glorious gospel of Christ. Who is the image of God? And you know our image is a picture. Hallelujah! Yeah. Jesus Christ was a picture of God. They saw Jesus Christ, they saw God. Amen. So it says that we may know him, that is true. He wanted mankind to understand, know him, that is true. And like I was telling my friends, when you know something, the scripture, the dictionary tells you, when you know something, it's fixed in your mind or your memory. And the way that it's fixed is by experience or sense. That's the way it gets fixed. 
No man. No man comes into the Father but through Jesus. But by me. He says, ye shall know the truth. You will know who I am. You will know why I came. You will know what you have to do to attain this life from you. And you shall be free. Because remember that he said he came to deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Remember, you're subject to bondage because you're scared to leave you. And I don't blame you. I don't blame you. If you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name and you don't have the Holy Ghost, yes, you deserve to be saved. Hallelujah! Because I'm not telling you, I'm not saying to you, you know, the Word of God tells you, you've got to be born again. St. John, the third chapter, when Nicodemus and the Lord Jesus Christ spoke to Nicodemus, Nicodemus understood that the dollar a ruler come from God because no man can do these things that you do except God be with him. Yeah. He had that understanding. Yeah. So he said to him, you know, he, he asked a logical question. What do I have to do? Yeah. That's the question all of us need. Yeah. What do I need to do about this? I'm in this state. How can I get out? Yeah, yeah all of you, that's with some sense with that. Somebody yeah. with some sense, amen? Yeah. You know you're in this state. I didn't just put you in it. Adam did. Yeah. But there's something you can do to get out. Yeah. Yeah. He says right there in that third chapter of St. John, he says, Jesus answered him and said, unto him, barely, barely, or truly, truly, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And then he says, if you, remember, like you think about it, you can't see what you, if you can't see something, you can't get in it. Yeah. Amen. Let somebody lead you. And nobody can take you. This is a road, road you got to travel by yourself. The word says, save yourself. Just yeah. say anything about your husband, your mother, your father, your sister, your brother. It says, save yourself. Yeah. Hallelujah, Jesus. And Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born when he's old? He has a logical question because all he understood was that physical thing. Yeah. And he said, can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? He asked him a logical question because that's the only birth that he knew about. And Jesus said, answer, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. He told him how. The two things you have to do. He said, you've got to be born of water and of the spirit. He made it very clear and very plain. Jesus did. I didn't say it. It's his church. Remember the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. So he's giving the instructions of how you are to enter into the church. And remember, overseer says to us all the time, that uh, 16th chapter of Matthew says that he says upon this rock or upon this testimony of Peter I'm going to build my church. It doesn't say churches but I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell are not going to prevail against me. There is only one church and that's the church of the Lord Jesus Christ which he purchased with his own blood. He's telling Nicodemus, he's telling you, he's telling me what I have to do to get into his church. He says you got to be born again. Half of water and of the spirit. When the church is actually on the day of Pentecost, the word says in Acts 2.38, then the brother, when they were there, Peter had told them, you crucified both your Lord and Master. They said, well, what can we do to rectify this? He said, repent. He said, be godly sorry for the sinful state that you're born in, for the sins that you do because of that state that you're born He said, and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission or the removal of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. How you have to be born again? It's very clear. Right? you got to be baptized in Jesus' name. Why? It says, because the name presents the blood. The scripture says, neither is there salvation. 
in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I don't care what name is out here. The only name that's going to save you is the name of Jesus. If you've been baptized in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, if you've been sprinkled in that name or in those titles, because they're not even a name, hallelujah, you're on your way to hell. You just went down a drive, and you came up a wet one, because remember you were wicked when you came in your mother's womb. Hallelujah, Jesus. So it tells you what you have to do. You've got to be born again. You've got to be baptized in Jesus. Amen. The scripture says in 1 John 2 and 12, I write unto you little children that your sins are forgiven for his name. The name of Jesus represents the blood. No salvation in any other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. If you want to be in the church today, we invite you. Because the scripture says down here, I'll read this part down here in um, St. John, in the footnote, it says, The necessity of the new birth grows out of the incapacity of the natural man to see or enter into the kingdom of God. However, get this moral or song. The natural man is absolutely blind. And remember, Revelation told you, you could be rich, rich and free to good. But you better recognize that you're miserable, you're wretched, you're naked, and you're blind. So it tells you right here, it says, however, get the moral or revised you think you might be. The natural man is absolutely blind to spiritual truth and impotent. I mean, he's powerless to enter into the kingdom of God, for he can neither obey, understand, nor can he stop. If any man has not the spirit of Christ, he's not free. You've got to be baptized in Jesus' name. You've got to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost before you can go back. You've got to call Jesus, hallelujah. Because the word says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We invite you to stand on your feet today. Thank you. And to, you know, just come on. No, you may not understand all. But you understand that you're sinning. And you've got to be born again. No, you didn't put yourself in the position that you're in. Blame Adam and whoever else you want to be. But it's up to you to get out of that.